1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers.
2: You're pointing at me and it feels like it's pretty intense, but that's the type of
1: fire that we bring
3: here on the Playmakers. Our number two, you lucky ducks. Right at your fingertips, technically, if you're listening to us on the phone, on your radio, live in the future with the show as something that happened in the past. All these things can be achieved. This time-traveling machine on that Odyssey app, which is free we not going to do the whole read now because we've done that at the top of the show and then we've forgotten to do it twice. And I think it kind of works out better that way, actually. Because yeah, it just
4: flows a little bit better. It You're does. Right. And
3: that's what we're here for. We're here for flow and to just talk things out. I mean, there's plenty of stuff going on in the world of sports. We're going to get into our WNBA conversation here in a few moments. We've got to talk about the Golden Knights and the Sharks game tonight. Uh, or talk a little bit about the updates going on overseas and the war in Ukraine and how that's affecting things be that uh, in the sports world here or just internationally. But, uh, Adrian, what's, like, the most extreme thing you've done? Like I, In terms of? An activity. Because I really want to go skydiving for my 30th.
4: Oh, you're going crazy. Look, here's okay, the deal. Okay, so that, that's right. I'm, I'm no, trying no. to
3: place you on my uh, on my hierarchy for- of, of let's get
4: wild. For me? Yes. That's crazy because I had an incident. I had to go to Providence, Rhode Island. I'm sorry. And it was the most random of randomest of trips. There is
3: no good things in Providence, Rhode Island.
4: They have no their arena, the Providence, the Dunkin' Donuts. It's called Dunkin' Donuts Arena. That was kinda cool. I,
3: I'm a nun person, not a friar person.
4: I, I hear you, I hear you. But they did I I was was like, Look, family guys based here. Where's Kohawk, guys? Is that a real place around here? Mm-hmm. Anyway, coming back on that flight, um, I almost I felt like I was about to crash on this plane. I'll never forget the pilot getting on the intercom and his voice being shaky. And he's, please put your seatbelts on. I'm like, bro, am I about to die? And die a virgin? Thankfully, I did. at the time, I'm not going to lie, at the time. (laughs) Look, listen, listen. You can call me a lot of things, but I am not a liar. At the time, I was worried. There was an older lady next to me. I kind of was like, hey, ma'am. It's do or die right now. (laughs) It's do or die. Luckily, uh, all the turbulence faded away. So because of that moment, uh, I am terrified. Like the link, the little, the high roller, absolutely. Uh, the, The Eiffel Tower on the Strip. Hell no! That bar You'll on jump Mandalay. Off of that? No, yeah, please don't. No. The Mandalay Bay bar with the with the amazing view. It looks amazing in my 4K Samsung TV. Not doing that in person. So unfortunately, that thing has traumatized me. So the most extreme thing I've ever done in my life is just growing up in Tampa, Florida, around the lake <laughs> and being chased by an alligator. Yeah, your
3: gator story is pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty gnarly, huh? I suppose like it's it's all dependent on personality. It's dependent on experience because not everybody's a, a like a risk taker or a thrill seeker. Or some people have been exposed to things when they're younger, so they're just like, I don't need any of that because I'm not a huge like rides person. I've only been on a roller coaster that's been that goes upside down once, and it wasn't even a roller coaster. I was not a fan. I just, was it the
4: one where it goes up and then it yeah, drops you? Well,
3: no, no, no. It's like the swinging axe one, and and, and it just kind of <laughs> like you know. Uh, revolutionizes over and over as you're spinning and I just I didn't like that feeling but for some reason I've always wanted to go skydiving like it's I have a I have a bucket list that I wrote out in high school with a bunch of stuff I've already crossed off a bunch of really good good uh, items you still have this oh yeah oh absolutely absolutely
4: I want to do one with you Um, just not that one
3: not that one (laughs) and I'm gonna be terrified like I'll I remember when we went on a team bonding trip and my freshman year at St. A's, we got to go uh, zip lining up in New Hampshire. And zip lining can mean different things. Like we, we have zip lining here down in downtown, right down Fremont, Fremont Street. Rio. It's a little bit different in the mountains of New Hampshire when you're literally going like over an entire valley, like it, miles of wire. And I'll never forget climbing up to do the first do it the first time. And my legs are shaking.
4: I can't and even everybody imagine. on my
3: team is behind me in line, like watching skinny ass Lynn's literally have like a panic attack. And I got up and I'm just like, you're just gonna do it? They're saying, Don't flip upside down, you're gonna be fine. I'm like, okay, don't flip upside down. And I jumped and it all fell away. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and from then for the rest of the day, I was like, Geronimo!
4: Let's go! Uh, I'm picturing oh, you yeah. in a GoPro commercial right now.
3: 100%. <laughs> and I, I'll i never really be able to recreate that experience because I've been ziplining since, and I've been in in more exotic places, but that was still the best experience just because of this the area that we covered, the team bonding. It was all this other stuff. We had to hike up a mountain, hold a rope through like a blizzard and a monsoon. It doesn't make sense weather-wise, but now it does because climate change is real. Regardless skydiving I know is going to be the same thing like I'm going to be terrified on that plane going up I'm going to be terrified when that door opens I'm going to be attached to someone I'm not doing by myself they don't let you go by yourself and I know what the risk is I could absolutely die absolutely could die there are worse ways to go in my mind and as someone who if I had to pick a superhero power to have it would be flying I I have to experience it once I know that if I am lucky enough to die in a bed and have moments to think about my life before it ends. That
4: uh-huh. if I
3: don't do this, I'm gonna be pissed.
4: Yeah, no regret lifestyle. Yeah, no,
3: legit. This is how I. This is how I make most of my decisions. Like this is how I move to Vegas. I'm like, I have this opportunity. I'm gonna say no. Like I can't do that to myself. I will literally hate myself for the rest of my life. Out of respect, I have to hook up with this person because out of respect to sixty year old Lindsay, what what she's gonna say? No.
4: Yeah, exactly. You, you have to. You know what, Lindsay? You're motivating me. You yeah. know what? I'm gonna say something right now. Do it. Breaking news by BetQL. Lindsay? Yeah. I'll be there when you do it at the bottom to make sure. I'll take the support.
3: I'll take the support because literally it'll help me. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) I I don't expect you to go with me. I'm pretty sure my my friends who are are coming out for my birthday, I'm not sure who is. I know a couple people are. Um, pretty sure they're not gonna join me. Uh that's okay though, because I just it's something I gotta do. And I just really like the idea of doing it. On my birthday, but then I went even further, and I'm like, "Do I do it on my last day in my 20s or my first day in my 30s?"
4: Oh, first day of the 30s makes a statement. I agree. That you're in here. I agree. Like Tom Brady, you're setting new standards. Exactly. Yeah. Are you Mm -hmm. uh, opposite? um, Instead of gravity, are you scared of being like in the ocean? Because that's another thing.
3: Nope. There are worse ways to go. a shark? Like, like I said, I, 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 I go out, and we've had this conversation on this show before about. My friends usually won't go in the ocean where I'll I'll float. If a shark bites me, at least I get on Shark Week. If I die, there are worse ways. There are worse ways. And so that's where it's just like I'm not trying to let my fear of, like, death get in the way of an experience that I have wanted to go on. Like, fear is always going to be part of any decision or any experience that you want to go on that's worth it. And sometimes you have to listen to your fear. I also want to go cage diving with great whites, like, off of seal island also on that bucket list we'll see we'll see how that goes because two
4: different americas Lindsay. yeah well that
3: one's in south africa so (laughs) i mean but you can actually go do cage diving off of like san diego and stuff like that and and i i want to go do that but i don't know if when i get in that boat and i see that shark out there like i just want to see with my own eyes because whenever i go to a zoo which i'm always conflicted about whenever i see an animal be like, like a gorilla or an elephant or a giraffe i'm like these things are massive. You just see like the scale, and yeah. You, and, and to see a shark in real life, like it's one thing to see how massive they are on TV. It doesn't do it justice. Just like how any picture you take of a sunset never does it justice or anything. And so, I'm probably gonna go skydiving. Um, I gotta figure out where. I gotta figure out not the cheapest place, maybe the second cheapest
4: place. No, there's some affordable. They, they, they got some good we got, deals we got on the a
3: Sales trip. team. Assemble! Yeah, yeah, this needs
4: to be Seriously, a video uh, IG live if you're comfortable with that. Like, there's, I there's a lot of you, things we could do. with this. I will
3: provide an experience for the listeners and viewers in addition to the one that I am going to be providing for myself. Ultimately, this is one of my ideas that I came to Vegas with and just haven't been able to explore since the dollars are short and the days are long. Well, but- now
4: I have a responsibility to come up with something too to to, to break my fears because you, like I said, you really are inspiring me and, and I need to do something. I can't be a wuss. My son's not a wuss. What? Yeah, no, I feel like fear is
3: important for like survival. That's why we well, have it.
4: But, but like there's a Ferris wheel at Disney that's kind of bigger than the normal Ferris wheel. And yeah. like we were up there and my son was going back and forth looking, pointing out rides. I was literally looking at the ground, not moving because like I was terrified. So You're
3: just not a heights guy.
4: I just that moment ruins me.
3: Yeah. Hey, I almost drowned getting pulled behind a, a boat trying to learn how to water ski in Canada, and I've never done it since. So it's like it's, it's all your experience. And sometimes you have to confront that fear because it bleeds into your life and it causes problems for you or other people. And sometimes it's just, I don't have to do that, so I'm not gonna. And we ultimately have to be our own uncles by calling it, saying no more. No freaking more. That is the absolute theme today. Let's talk a little bit about the WNBA and... This is a organization that has done a lot of great things as of late, has been a catalyst for a lot of social justice initiatives we've seen involved with the sports world and has, in turn, brought in new interest, new investment dollars that haven't really been seen on the women's side of the game. And for all the progress that we make, I'm not saying this ruins it, but this certainly... Dead ends it this certainly it's it's just one of those things where you're like really because today we learned that the WNBA has chosen to fine the New York Liberty $500,000 for using charter flights and basically
4: but charter flights to where because I think that's to important their games. oh just to their, games. To their not, games not to vacations or whatever and they had
3: one <laughs> One like thing in California was a team bonding event that they flew everyone out for, like the owners of the team. Because James
4: Harden doesn't go to strip clubs with correct. the team jet,
3: correct? And so, what's basically what, what my understanding is is that you have to follow the CBA to the letter, apparently. Mm-hmm. And if you go above and beyond your for your players, that's not allowed. We are capping it and we've discussed at length the CBA of the WNBA. We've had experts on it from multiple parts of this uh of this league and based in different cities that have covered this league at different places and we're going to continue to talk about it because it's a fascinating case study in how business is conducted and how people are valued. And we all know we all know that women don't get paid the same amount pick wherever the job is. And we all know that they don't get the equal investment. If you listen to our talk with Joe, oh, there's a reason why BetQL doesn't have odds on the women's basketball tournament on a tab next to the men's. Why? Why? Because I guarantee you, if they put forth the same resources to be like, let's find someone to watch this, let's find someone to to handicap all this, to to put up these odds and and to divert the same research resources into this, people would bet on it. But they don't offer it because they don't think women are worth it. Because they don't think women in sports are anything bigger than charity. Like, that's something that an actual WNBA owner is on record saying. Who it is? Shockingly, anonymous. But we're kind of at this crossroads, like I said, between the CBA, the old WNBA, and the new one. Because in order for the WNBA to get off the ground, they needed to have ownership and dollar involvement from NBA teams. And so now that we're getting families like the size, like the Davises, who are not only willing to jump into these wires, but want to push the envelope, want to pay their players a wage that is indicative of their value.
4: But not only I, – I don't want to cut no. you off, but mm-hmm. not only do they want to push the envelope. Some of these things, they were surprised that it wasn't – they were like, hold on, you guys don't do this? Correct. Ron Davis was like, the charter flights don't happen Correct. for the team? So exactly. it wasn't them trying to make a point. They just thought that that's how business is conducted because they come from other sports leagues. From the men's and leagues. And that's, that's normal. This yep. isn't They just something... assumed that
3: this was taken care of because – what? Yeah. And And there's so much at the men's level – That we take for granted that we'd assume that's automatic. And that's why it doesn't make sense to me. Why? Apparently it was threatened that they almost took the team away from the the ownership of the team.
4: Yeah, termination was proposed.
3: For chartering flights. Like, this is the thing we go scorched earth on. I know people are like, well, if we push this, who's to say anybody follows the CBA at all? What if these women get used to it?
4: Which is what, like you said, this is what an owner said. We do not want to get used to it. And so what happened was is the Liberty not only – the rumor is that the Liberty not only did it for their team, which they did, is they found a way to be able to provide the entire league three years of access to charter flights for every team for the season. They
3: brought this as a proposal to the WNBA.
4: Yes, and and now I will, I will clarify the WNBA about 40 minutes ago said that that is false – We'll see how this plays yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but like you said, the ownership. What was the ownership response? Uh, we don't want them to get used to it because why? Um, and it's and because also- they don't
3: believe women and the WNBA as a product that it is that is profitable, let alone worth investing in. And that's where that changes. We're we're phasing out that ownership group, or at least the the thought. Because now we're not just talking about the WNBA, we're talking about the NWSL, we're talking about the PHF, we're talking about the many tentacles of women's sports that are getting valued, that are having millions of dollars pumped into them, and so that's why when we see this progress, and then for them to have this bucket of water, you're like, what are we doing
4: to kick off Women's History Month? Correct.
3: By the, way. the correct. This is, the, this is what we need to punish for, honestly. And the fact that the Liberty came up with a proposal to say, hey, we're, we have three years worth of charter flights, and by the time that we get to that three years, it should be able to be self-sustainable, right? And all of a sudden, it's just, nope, we have to we have, by the letter of the law. And this is where it's tough because
4: it's also not clarifying. all rules
3: are correct. So not following the rules when they're wrong, I can get.
4: And under the rules that this the charter flights and having access to that falls under a competitive advantage correct by the rule book
3: correct I'm like what is this the NCAA? same type of stuff if people want to take care of their people let them I say if it has to be classified that all of this is on the expense of the ownership group none of it has indicative of, of what's in the contracts and stuff then guess what that organization's going to get more players to go to it Competition breeds competence, people. But you have to let women compete and actually go out there and be willing to let them get hurt, be willing to let people make mistakes. Like I said, there's just, like, this sheltering and and this cap, and it's so unnecessary, and they're saying, oh, it's for your safety, it's for the longevity of the league, it's for viability. Bull.
4: It's like Harry Potter when he's under the the at the first Harry Potter underneath yeah. the stairs, like no, he you guys are being shut out.' They, yeah. we're, not, we're not giving you guys access to that. why? Because we have to do it for the men, yeah. which it and it's it's also crazy to me like so they they proposed termination. The original fine was going to be a million dollars. They cut it to half a mil – and what is that? That is twice the max that these players in the league. Well, if you're the top tier, you can get under 250000 a select few in the league. Less than five players in the league get that. Like, how do you think this feels to these players that they have to, they have to process that? that yeah. No, they can't be on flights. No, that the leagues are getting fined. Why is the league getting this money for a fine? How come we can't get that?
3: And the thing is, too, it's not just the, the pushing back down. It's the erasure of imagination. It's what does this do to me psychologically when I want to ask for something else, when I want to do something else? Because I've been just told, again, by the millionth person, because guess what, I'm a woman. This is how it works. You're not worth the same amount. Why would anybody watch this? Why would why would this be profitable? Why would I even dedicate the imaginative space to think my way through? Maybe things have changed in the arena of sports. Maybe this venture can be an actual business to be run rather than just a business to retain because these women are ready to run. That's what they do. They did. They over, they damn near turn the election. They fight. Invest in women. Like eventually we're going to get our, you are the equivalent of the shot of hope that I was talking about yesterday that the president of Ukraine has given to me and many other people in terms of, I'm not taking shortcuts. I'm here for my people. I'm here to do the right thing. Someone's going to take that and and make that example. And then when that happens, we're going to look back at everyone else that ever said no or even was apprehensive as worse off than we had originally thought. And so that's why I just, if you're not thinking that we're missing opportunities that not investing in women at the same level doesn't hurt men just as much or all of us or the situation that we find ourselves in here as a society, economically, socially, whatever. It's all connected. I'm not saying that equal pay is going to fix everything or that letting this thing slide is going to make everything better for the WNBA. But I'm usually a person that doesn't stamp out creativity because while you're guaranteed to snuff it out right now, Likelihood of that carrying over, very high. And what if that's the idea you need to save your ass? What if that's the athlete that was going to be able to change everything? It's going to take it to a whole new level. What if if Paige Bukers never picks up a basketball? What if she puts on hockey skates instead?
4: No, 100%. From Minnesota. Or can't just play because they had to take a regular flight. And then they got COVID, like Liz Cambage. And that would have been avoided if they took charter flights. Yep. And 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 you said let it slide. It's like in my head, I'm like, what do you mean let it? This is just this should be normalized at the at where the WNBA is now at, as a league, and mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking because on one end, I'm like, well, hold on. When the Atlanta Dream, uh, the 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 political figure who owned the team was yeah, talking crazy, Kelly Loffler. yeah, and luckily, like the, the the players' association and the players, like they made it work and they got her out the league, mm-hmm. and it's like these women have done so much in terms of. LGBTQ, social justice, racism—all these things—and mm-hmm. they always have to be the first ones. They always have to be the first ones, and they have to fight, and they have to go go super crazy. And this is just and another the first thing. ones get the ruler yeah. on the
3: knuckles too. Yeah, every and, damn time. And
4: this is another thing that they have to fight for when this should just be yo. This should be normalized like they we have to make Correct. Liz Cambage she's a jerk because she's Correct. mad that one of the coaches gets the owner it's like no we just if someone's going to get a million can we get a little bit more we, can we get a a, a charter flight like can we get can we get something
3: it's funny how we make growth models work for um those at the top rather than those at the bottom even though the ones at the bottom are the ones creating the updraft that all of us are sailing on it's it's wild and it's not a problem unique to the WNBA but we know that the consequences way differently for the people that are in that league and for the little, for, for people coming up and watching it, be that little boys or little girls or little, whatever you want to call yourselves, because if you can't imagine a world in which this can be a sustainable thing for you, then you're not going to imagine yourself in those shoes, or you're going to be, you're going to be deterred away from it, from your parents, from people, from everything. Cause the world, we all know, not here to tell you that you're special.
4: Yeah, no, a, a, a girl with aspirations like the players in the league. Like, how do I take an owner saying we don't want to do this because we don't want them to get used to it, and essentially in the bigger quote saying I own this team because it was cheap and it was a tax break. Correct. I worked. That, we are I, not
3: tax breaks. We are startups that people won't give a chance. And startups that people don't think is uh, there's any use for this type of technology or this type of product. BS. Why don't you take it to market and see what happens? Actually give it a fair fighting chance and see what happens. We've never truly actually done that, but I don't think we've actually done that for ourselves either. So maybe that's where it starts. It always starts with that individual look in the mirror and we'll do just that for the Golden Knights Sharks preview on just the other side of the break as we wrap up our WNBA controversy. We don't like talking about The things that take away from others, but hopefully the Knights can do that with a few of the goals tonight. Get into it. One for the bet. It works.
4: It's cool when buttons actually do what they're supposed to do. Thank you, Mark.
3: Marcus, something works, congratulations. And now we just got to get the video feed figured out in here because it's not like social media is any sort of avenue that is valuable to our profession here these days. But we are technically paid to talk on the radio, and this is a not a visual medium. This is a theater of the mind, Adrian. It is.
4: I'm not wearing pants in this studio anyway. Yep. Was that a bit much?
3: Nah. That's the truth. Nobody will ever know. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, one thing we do know is that tonight is a very, very important game for your Vegas Golden Knights, Adrian. It's not winner-go-home. I should say loser-go-home. But it's not like they've been running hot. This is a team that struggled as of late and has a lot of their identity out of this lineup right now. No Mark Stone. No Max Patriot. No Alec Martinez. No Nolan Patrick. Yeah, that's not even all the names. One more
4: injury, they're going to call me.
3: Well, Kerry is apparently a game-time decision. Jake (laughs) Leshizan was recalled up earlier today just in case. But that top six forward group, Adrian, for tonight against the San Jose Sharks, I think is going to be mostly dedicated to stopping their top six because we find ourselves in that weird spot where we're maybe not the most talented team in the room or at least not at every single line. And so while I, I do think Eichel and Stevenson and Dodonoff are going to have plenty of ease skating around and dictating play, I think that second line of Marshall, Carlson, and Smith, our nice little misfit line, is going to have to play some defense today because we got some guys that know how to score on the rush for the San Jose Sharks. They're not uh, very dependent on the rebound or grime fest in front, but they're a team that is fighting for their Lives and their destiny, and in many ways, their leadership. Because they only have four game, four wins in the last fifteen games, but they are coming off a three to one win over the Seattle Kraken. So we're coming off an L. They're coming off a dub. We saw this scenario last week. It did not go well for us. Their future captain Mario Ferraro just had his fibula surgically. I have it removed. It was not removed. It was repaired after breaking his leg just a couple of days ago against the Bruins, which is a huge mongoose mm. blow for this team. And the reason why is that they're trying to make a decision on whether or not to trade Tom- Tomas hurdle. Because if they let him go to free agency, he could walk for nothing. And so they've been waiting to see, Hey, sharks team um, prove something to make us want to invest more into this core. And that's not really happening this game along with five of the next seven uh, for the Sharks are versus the Pacific Division. And three alone are against the L.A. Kings. So we're going to find out very quickly what exactly their fate is going to be in the next couple seasons. This team is 8-19-3 when an opponent scores on them first. It happens often, and they don't dig themselves out very. And so it's almost kind of a, a surprise how effective they are on – their special teams play. They're not only effective on the power play, but their real strength lies in their penalty kill. Second overall in the league at 86% kill rate. And we know the Golden Knights, it's not exactly our Achilles heel anymore, but it's certainly something that we always need to work on. And again, we're not dealing with the same cast of characters that we already do or that we usually do. And so it's a concern when you have the likes of Timo Meyer, who is going to have a fat check. Check made out to him after this season with 53 points. He has 10 goals on the power play. You can't spot this team anything. You can't spot any team, any inches, any sort of leeway.
4: Especially not right now with how we're playing.
3: Right, exactly. And especially when we're not usually the hardest working team in the building. No offense. Um, Bottom six production and domination, Adrian, are going to be important. Sharks have little depth scoring outside of that top six, but we know that anybody can work hard. And this is shaping up to be, I think, a big game for one Mr. Brett Howden, who has been not only a disruptor at, at times of this season, but the best damn player on the ice. And so he's going to be centered or centering that bottom line tonight, Keegan Kulsar and Jonas Romberg. This is where you can see some noise met. This is where it's not just about getting out of your D zone. You need to be able to make some leeway because the rest of the team might be tied up in dealing with the opposition or finding their own game. Uh, shut them down up top, make hay below. Special teams not as reliable as San Jose as one of the best kills. Let's simplify Leonard's return. Compartmentalizing of saves and rebounds. We talked about in the spray we, uh, last week about basically post-integration with certain shot selections, but neutralizing threats at the front of the net or gliding in from the slot isn't going to be like the biggest problem today because, like I said, the Sharks aren't exactly the most rebound-heavy team. But hygienic breakouts are going to be a huge thing. Not overly committing to your 50-50 battle where you're putting yourself in physically disadvantaged positions or overly committing to the rush life because trading odd man rushes is not what this team needs right now because they don't have the horses to keep up across all the layers. Now, like I said, top line, that's fine. But let's make sure that we can keep things in the best advantage for our net miner who's trying to work his way back into it. So let's not hang him out to dry with a bunch of rushes he usually doesn't do well with those shots or at least when that, those are all the shots that he's facing and then the four check adrian always very important but the sharks are the alpha of the fire sale breakout means meaning that they usually end up making pretty desperate plays uh to get out because it's usually not an easy thing for them to do so they bottle them up until they can bust. so those cross zone passes that we can cherry pick or pass and pray plays Golden Knights have to be in good physical leverage, as I mentioned, in 50-50 so they can be the free player to disengage and not be the one that has to like pick themselves up because they just lost. Get the internal clocks going on the inside for the Sharks so they can execute on their mistakes. That's the other thing is finishing. Crash nets, shoot for rebounds, earn your offense.
4: What is step one in fixing this scoring drought for the Knights?
3: Hmm. Our Golden Knights. Well, I mean... I guess it depends on what 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 part of the problem you're asking. Like, the Golden Knights seem to
4: multi layered problems don't seem good.
3: Yeah, well, it's just like it's hard to ask players to perform to levels that aren't necessarily in their repertoire as a normal thing, right? It's one thing to see the step that like Chandler Stevenson's taken and all the points that he's gotten and all the gold like it's just it's next level stuff. Nick Waugh works himself into a lot of opportunities, but he doesn't finish a lot of them. Now he gets in; he'll go through spurts where he'll he'll finish like three out of his five shots, which is an obscene uh, shooting percentage at the point. But then he'll go he'll go bone dry for a little bit. It's about two or three less missed nets. It's about Keegan Colasar getting one past. It's about having our guys be the ones to find their best game first. I, I And it's going to be tough to do because this is an opponent that we're familiar with, not necessarily this season because we've only played them once, but an organization. There's a lot of shared history between these two teams and obviously behind the benches too. But the Golden Knights, I feel, aren't getting enough oomph to their work right now and that's what was echoed with a lot of the pregame availability days so like
4: uninspired play not
3: uninspired it's just like they're not getting rewarded like they're they're going out there and putting themselves into positions they're they're getting great scoring chances but then they run into Darcy Kemper who's been unreal for the Colorado Avalanche or they missed that net that one time you know it's all these little moments where it's just the hockey calculus went the other way and so it's it's a a trust in the process and to not panic, not to get too high, but to realize what the urgency is to not get too low and that, oh, everything's fine. Every, like, we'll just keep going through the motions because that's not what – this is intentionality. And this team has trouble stringing together consistently, like winning 50-50 battles, getting the breakouts that they want, putting the pressure on, maintaining leads. And so ultimately, the, the first thing that needs to happen is that they got to go have a good first shift they got to go take care of the, the the good things in the game that prevent goals going in your net. Because the scoring will come as long as you're willing to pay the, the necessary sacrifices to put yourself in position and to execute. But if you're doing that and you're leaving your squad out to dry, good luck. Good luck. It, it's a circle the wagon's time. It's not send the carrier pigeon out with a white flag. It's circle the wagon's time. And that's a mindset that comes with a certain type or certain personality of play. And so what I want to see this team do is put their nose down. I want to see them go grind it out. I want to see them go hit some people. I want to see them be the aggressor.
4: Lindsay, you got me ready to go. Let's
3: go. Let's run through it. Coach Brown, let's go. You should have heard some of my speeches back in the day. Whether we'll visit that particular point of our identity again remains to be seen. But certainly that's something that we cannot escape is the war and conflict that's going on in Ukraine. And so we have some updates that we'd like to provide some of you before we go off into the abyss that is the evening. But stick around because there's plenty to talk about and self-reflection is always very important each and every day. It's all part of your self-care and just overall well-being. We'll be right back. 1140 for
0: the back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: supposed to be music there was that the plan
4: it was supposed to be a different vibe but we'll rock out with this that's all right the same aesthetic musically that i was going for your
3: vibe or your mood i mean playlists usually do the trick for me uh we have plenty of those at your disposal for free on that odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y we don't even need voice guy to tell us how to spell it because i just did because you can discover hundreds of exclusive music stations for music fans built by music fans. Only on Odyssey. I have a playlist called Hype Master Locker Mix that if I were the Golden Knights, I would definitely be listening to right now because I need all the energy I can muster. Damn right. And uh, that playlist is meant to instill the feeling that you would run through a brick wall. And so listen to that. Listen to the Arena Rock playlist that's available. You just have to search Arena Rock on that Odyssey app to listen to epic songs for epic moments. Get pumped. Queen, Journey, Motley Crue, other artists that you would associate with the Arena Rock crew. Ha ha odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y for free congratulations since our music was skipped over can you like put it as like an underlay can we can we do a vibe that way we can't like anybody cares But the. That's what I'm just like, I'm over it. If things, if things get messed up with uh, with the intentions for them not to be messed up, we will rectify the situation by making sure we get the vibes in. Well,
4: let's let's go with the vibes, at least partially. All
3: right. Cool, cool, cool.
4: We can kind of set this up. I feel like you'd really Ooh. like this. See what I did?
3: I do love me the Explained theme song. Mm.
4: This is intense.
3: Anything with an organ in it, I'm probably going to like it. Do you have, like, little weird music quirks? Like, if you sound like it would be played on a merry-go-round at a carnival, if there's at least four layers, if there's any sort of string instrument?
4: String instrumentation. I'm going
3: to listen to it.
4: My mom's a celloist. And, and, and no so, way! And she plays the cello. My, my sister plays the flute. Very, very. Um, a music. Wait, you music got a
3: flautist too?
4: Yes, yes. She was in the uh, Florida Gators marching band Stop during it. the Tebow era. Why
3: did you share this with us at an earlier time? Well, I mean,
4: I, I very. I'm a Buckeye, and I very dislike the Gators. But my sister's truth is her truth. That she, Aaron Hernandez, the whole gang of criminals over there in the Gators, that's, were there That's
3: very true. She was.
4: she was? She was in that marching band during that era, and oh. then my mom. Plays the cello, so you can do the Jaws and the Star Wars Mm. and all that. She's a
3: huge John Williams fan, then. We are, too. No, facts. Um, Do you think she would say that it's possible for me to learn how to read music at 30?
4: Yes, 100%. Okay. It's possible. Or you can, like, not even necessarily, like, read it, like, off of the actual, you know, the paper, but you can pick it up.
3: It was always fascinating to me how I never learned how to read music, and yet I was in band, and so, it's kind of weird how that stuff works, you're not right? The,
4: you're not the only one. What were you in band? What, what were you playing?
3: Just guess. Just what you know about me. What do you think I played?
4: I feel like you'd be playing the drums. That's
3: absolutely what I played. <laughs> Are you yes! being serious? Yes! Just boom, 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 like boom, you boom, said, we're getting boom, on a boom, level. Boom, boom, Percussion, boom, boom. Dude, I literally, the one time, it was me, maybe two other, two other of my classmates that were girls, and then all guys, and most of them were on the guys' hockey team. I grew up with them. They're all brothers. They never let me play the damn drum set until finally one day I said, band teacher guy, never been allowed to play the drum set. We're band
4: the, teacher guy. I forget.
3: I mean, Gronert, I think his name was. Mr. Gronert. Mr.
4: Gronert, no Clearly, disrespect to you, pal.
3: Uh, you were not a fan of mine, and that's okay because I wasn't willing to, like, dedicate my whole being to, to the music. But you can admit that I kicked ass on the Queen compilation song that we did for the yeah. final. Like, honestly, yeah, I can, Mr. to Grone. this day, to this day, I can do all of the the drum stuff for, for most of the Queen songs. Wait a songs. minute,
4: do that again. Obviously, this is an audio mm-hmm. medium. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I can do
3: that. Absolutely. Um, Xylophone didn't really care. <laughs> it was like, get me a, tr- I remember I had to do like a train flute, not even a flute, like what's a train horn? And it was only supposed to be used like two or three times in the actual song. And I just, I went rogue on it. Oh, I mean, like, in the concerts, like, I'm not involved enough. Like, we need one right here. No, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, need another one.
4: Yeah, they need the respect that you need Seriously. your part of the song that's a solo. You
3: that's can't leave called. these longs unused. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing how I never went... I, I wanted to switch to Trump, but they wouldn't have let me. They probably should have because I would have been the loudest one there.
4: I did Trumpet for about two months. I could do two songs, and then I was like, yo, Mom, no disrespect <laughs> to any... You know, the, the crazy story. Uh, my mom was in the uh, Cleveland Orchestra Uh, They were performing. Uh, At the time, I had a stepdad who's no longer my stepdad. I was four years old. We're at the show. Sold out, amphitheater, 5,000 people. Your
3: mom's playing cello. Yes.
4: I was hungry. I was hungry. I specifically went to this man, Angel, and I said, I'm hungry. And he said, go ask your mom. And you know what I did? Oh, yeah. That's
3: what you did?
4: I got out the row. I went up. Music stopped. I found my mom, and I was like, Mom, can I get some chicken nuggets? And she's like, yes, baby. I'm going to beat your ass, and you need to go to the back right now. She did get paid. Everyone in the crowd laughed. It was kind of oh like a cute God. moment. But
3: absolutely. Shout out!
4: Uh, surprisingly, they're not together.
3: <laughs> really? Um, I'm going to say not too sad about that one.
4: Yeah, no. Even nah. though I've never
3: met any of your extended family, technically. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, Anybody but... that
3: says go ask your mother when mom is clearly – busy to a differing degree almost. I mean, we've all heard that where it's like, moms, go ask your mom. Like, we get that. She's literally first chair. Can we maybe get the kid a fruit roll up?
4: Yeah, a little little snack pack back in the day.
3: Anybody got some Tic Tacs around? I did. Whether they're in the box or not. Even if they're just like, you know, Free range Tic Tacs, bottom, of, bottom of the bottom of the purse.
4: You got to be careful; it can't little hairs if it's in the carpet. Are you a five second or less person? The um, food on the floor. It
3: depends. It really depends because if it's like a food that has a shell to it, like you just know that the germs wouldn't have like infiltrated the nucleus, you know, of the of the food, then it, it's fine.
4: But so, like, if a banana falls, is it no? Is way. it unpeeled? Unpeeled, yeah, yeah like, no, uh, like a raw, no, a raw no, banana. No, If I can, if
3: I can see like the little dust particles on it, like if I can't see it, it's fine.
4: But so, like a Tic Tac or like a Skittle or M and M, like you can blow on it, so that's fine. That's fine. fine. Like, if you see something? That's go,
3: fine. Phew. Yep. Nope. I'm fine with that.
4: How, what are your thoughts on like? Do you ever when you do DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, or whatever? Yeah. Do you ever picture like what's that person's car look like and how do they handle it and no. like do you ever think about them farting? In the car while they're delivering it to you?
3: No, but I do think about how easy it is for someone to just mess with your food and that while I don't think anybody – there are very few people that would be like, you know what, I'm going to mess with somebody's food. Once that idea pops into your head, you're just kind of like, should I?
4: Well, it's just like being – like the the mother of my child is very, very – the way she talks to waiters sometimes when things go bad makes me very hesitant. What do you um, mean? It, she's not. She's not dismissive. Like my mom's dismissive. It's the worst in the do fast food line. Do you send food, food back
3: if it's not made correctly? She.
4: She has. See, I don't. See, I'm saying it's a dangerous game. But I'm saying not yeah. only are you it's initiating. It's my fault.
3: I, I chose this restaurant. Yeah. And I chose them anyway. And yeah. I'm saying, so this is my problem. But <laughs>
4: you're initiating having to take that back. But then on top of that, yeah. you're also adding by being a little bit. A little bit, like a little too much authoritative, like the way you're talking to them. Yes. And it scares me. And I'm like, you're playing a dangerous game. Agreed. Uh, The most dangerous.
3: Dude, I get so embarrassed. This is where I don't get embarrassed. I'm just like, what are we doing? Why are we fighting this battle right now? Why are we doing that? I'm like, they're just trying to do their job. They're not the ones that cook the food. Like, just just bring it back. It's fine. That's why I just don't want anybody to have a bad time or inconvenience anyone. That's my problem.
4: I can, I specifically can remember the times I haven't tipped. It's only happened three times in my life.
3: I've never not because
4: I'm I'm very like I'm I'm very like you have Especially to do that properly town. and I've worked retail so like I understand people being yeah. dismissive towards you. Um, it, when it comes to and, and thank you for asking how I feel about the Uber and the DoorDash and them farting in in the car. Like, listen, at the end of the day, what, are you not going to eat it because like I've had dinner. I, we do dinners at the table, and there's been times where I've sat down. i will be honest with you, Lindsay. Not that you asked, I farted, and so like now you're, we're not going to have dinner because I farted. Like and also a lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times I... these postmates are double bagged, so it's not like the, it's not like a direct. They're not, like, taking it under this so seat. You're worried
3: about crop dusting. That's what you're worried about. You're not I'm worried not, about yours. I'm not, because the
4: double bagged, or well, they're, no. in, they're in the Styrofoam See, thing.
3: I'll just look at something and be like, that looks too slimy for me. I'm not eating it.
4: <laughs> so no, like, oh, no, crazy like, burrito or something no, like that?
3: No, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, sometimes I'll open something. I'll be like, I don't like the container they put this in. It's not going to uphold <laughs> the integrity of the food. Yeah, oh,
4: yeah. is <laughs> a, of a the tough food. subject for no, me. No, it is. I'm more worried about, like, taking my fries. Like, if I order a large fry... I, I see, can't. Uh, am I going to blame well, a DoorDash know, guy for grabbing two? I almost never
3: two? even order fries to go anywhere because they're always soggy. And then they become peasant fries and then I must discard them away that's, like the uh, that's, they are. Uh, I hate I wish, not I wish we had crunchy more time. fries.
4: Yeah, and that's where you have to see. If you're going to do DoorDash, you need to make sure it's somewhere where they can deliver it quickly. Because if it's a 30-minute drive. Or pay extra
3: for the, for the, to be at the front of the The line, priority? Yeah. You got to do it. I don't do it very often. Cause what just happened? I don't know. Our show ended. Maybe that's what's supposed to happen. It just goes by and we have fun and we move on with our time. But good news. Show back tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Be safe. Be well to yourselves and others. Bye.
4: T-Mobile has
1: invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.